I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Well, I think it was Billy Joel that said sadness or euphoria. And then Justin Timberlake said, cry me a river. Michael Buble said, feeling good. What's the theme of today's show with Joelle and beat out? As we say, good morning. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Michael Lombardi. That's a reference because Michael's been talking about the sadness or euphoria. You went to see Michael Buble yesterday and Philly fans are crying a river because your boy Joelle is out. Good morning. Good morning. And and a title we haven't met you yet is what I would say. <laughs> wait, 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 how does that wait? How does that tie in? Michael Buble, I haven't met you yet. <laughs> he did. Millie and Michael went to see Buble here in Vegas last night. As of course the big guy is in town, which we're thrilled to have him here today and tomorrow on the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. And as you said before the show started, if that guy's a jerk, uh, I don't I'll know be anything. So disappointed. He's great, right? Oh, my God. He's so authentic. He's such a wonderful person. He told everybody, turn your phones on, take as many pictures. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, he's sitting there on the stage, and he's getting ready to do a slow song, and they had they had tables up on the stage like the Copacabana, you know, like so on the off to the side of the set. And this guy's proposing to this woman over, not to this woman, to, to his fiance. obviously. Yeah. He's proposing to her, and everybody in the audience sees it except him. And so, like, they're yelling, Michael, Michael, look over here. And he takes his earpieces out, and he looks over, and he's, he figures it out. And he goes over, he does his shtick, you know, makes everything. When he comes back, he says, you know, I got to confess to everybody. He said, when everybody was yelling at me, I couldn't really, you were all talking at the same time. I really didn't know what you were I thought I split my pants when you were telling me. <laughs> I mean, that's how just a nice guy he is, you know? I think Buble is responsible for a lot of weddings and babies. Yeah, that's what I would say. I would say that probably <laughs> would be say too. That. What a wonderful man. I mean, great. if he's a jerk, I, I, I give up on life. Well, it is, uh, it is great to have you here as, of course, day two of the draft trades abound. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Yeah. Um, we've got a whole new audience on the weekend here on the Lombardi line. So we're going to go back to round one and in, in what happened on Thursday, of course, Michael Lombardi and some of the trades. It, have you ever seen this many trades in a draft? You know, it's been interesting, especially for the lack of quality in a draft. I think there's been a lot of jockeying going on. Uh, You know, I think this is what we've talked about pretty much leading up to the draft, Patrick, is the media had this narrative of the quarterbacks were going to go, that you had to take a quarterback or else you were going to lose out, right? Yes. And all these quarterbacks by the mock people were up so high. And I think what the draft has proven is the evaluations take over. 
I've said this numerous times on this program. You have to have verbiage to back up the player, right? You've got to say this guy. Now, where these quarterbacks have gone now, the verbiage backs it up. They're, they have a potential chance to start. Willis in Tennessee, potentially he could start. You know, uh, Matt Corral in Carolina, potentially he could start. There's no sure things. Yeah. Right? And so they got drafted where they should have been drafted, not where the mocksters wanted them. Now, here's what I will tell you. Anybody took a quarterback is going to get an A because – they're, the mock guys, they're going to grade them as they took. They really took a high pick, when in reality, that's where they were. I found it interesting that people are so critical of, well, they got took the guy too early. I don't think there's anybody that knows what's going on behind the scenes. For example, you know, everybody yelled that Belichick took Thornton way too early. Do they realize that Kansas City was, trying, was going to pick Thornton? Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor. So if Kansas City picks him, does that make it better? No, that's his guy. He wanted his guy. He's got he, to take him. He's got to t- so he trades up to go get him. Right. So, like, let's judge. I'm not saying Thornton's going to be great. Now, I've watched Thornton since he was a freshman at Baylor. Yeah. And Thornton's really a good player. Like, Denzel Mims went in the second round. Thornton's better than Denzel Mims. I promise you that right now. So, my point here is simply this, is until you know what's going on behind the scenes, you really can't be so critical of, of a team that takes a guy a little bit out of whack. We are seeing what's being reported is probably like 10% of reality. Less. <laughs> I, I was talking to a guy. I was talking to a guy yesterday who's a former GM in the league, and, and he put it really well. It's that the networks now want to create their own experts on the draft without – there's nobody up there that's ever made a pick. No. There's nobody up there that's ever made a pick, and yet they're the ones who are telling you how to make picks. Like it, doesn't, it doesn't work. It's one thing to create the news. It's one thing, you know, you re, we report on the news. You don't want to create the news. And I think that's where we're, we're being cheated as fans because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. If a team trades up in front of another team to get a guy, they're not taking that guy too early. They're, they're, there's a reason. There's a tactical reason for them doing that. It is the ultimate game of chess and gamesmanship. The difference between evaluating a prospect and actually delivering a draft, I, I, I don't even think they're in the same ballpark. It's no, not even, it's, it's what, I it's, mean, you ran the draft there in Philly. You've been a, um, amongst draft rooms for years and years. The, the easy part is sitting down and evaluating the player. Right, and it's like it's easy to sit there and say, well, they took that guy too early when you don't even know who was around them. I mean, they're not, right. you know, they're not just reaching. They've done their Context. homework. You know, so, but I think, look, it was an interesting draft. I think the Ravens getting a Jobu at the 45th pick, if he can come back and he can play with the Achilles, that you know they got themselves a guy that perhaps can do it. I thought the Detroit getting Pascal, the Kentucky yep. defensive end. You know, there's a lot of guys to like. Now we got to get these guys to develop. They've got to play better. They're not all going to come in there and make an impact. I think we have to be aware of that. Well, you started with the receivers, so I'll just recap. So they went on a mad rush. Remember, Green Bay moves up to grab Christian Watson, the North Dakota State big wide receiver, to give Aaron Rodgers a weapon. So that goes down. And then, Michael, we just had a rash of wide receivers. Wondell Robinson, the Giants, uh, Mechie to the Texans. You mentioned Tyquan Thornton at 50. And then George Pickens, who may have been the best receiver in the draft if he didn't get injured there, the big receiver from Georgia to Pittsburgh. Uh, Pierce, the wide receiver from Cincinnati at 53. So Sky Moore at 54, Western Michigan to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have more draft picks to go today. But we just saw that run. Why does it seem, because we saw the run with the quarterbacks, which we'll get to here in a little bit, why does it seem once the once that position starts to go, we start to see a copycat situation? Uh, because I think people get nervous they're going to lose their guy. You know, I think people get nervous they're going to lose their guy. And so, you know, I mean, the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs probably didn't think New England were going to pick the receiver because they had just signed Devontae Parker, you know. And so when they traded right. back and got some picks and they had a bunch of receivers, you know, they, they probably didn't feel like they're going to do that. And so you, you feel like you got the value. Plus, I, I, you know, one year we lost Mitch Morse, the center who's now in Buffalo. Kansas City was on him. We knew we didn't really know it, you know, and he was never in anybody's mock in the second round. Right. So you have to that those are always the guys you're worried about. When when a guy's name never appears in a mock, you're worried that that his name's being hidden and I think certainly. But what what happens with these receivers is you feel like if I don't if we don't get this guy, there's going to be nobody left for us and I think that's why you got the run. Alec Pierce, you know, I mean the, the Colts traded back, they still get Pierce. Then they take Sky Moore in, in the uh they take a slot receiver in Sky Moore in Kansas City to fix that void.
it's just interesting because it all it becomes like suggestive where Brees Hall goes and then Kenneth Walker goes the quarterbacks on that run in the third round they start to go remember Ritter goes 74 to Atlanta Willis then goes 86 and then Matt Corral goes 94 so you start to see those groupings group together yeah and I think what Carolina did you know they trade next year's three and this year's four to get a three out to get that three so look, Carolina did, you know, they got themselves in position to get a guy they liked, you know, certainly not worth the six pick in the draft. I think that's been proven. I think any guy, any personnel director who kept telling his owner, we can't take a quarterback early in this draft, even though the owner wanted to take one should get a merit, should get, should get promoted even further today for sticking to his guns because they, you know, if it, it's been proven, why would we take this guy so early? You know, why would we do that? And so, so Carolina gets somebody. Now, here's the question for you, yes, Counselor. Yes, sir. Where's Baker Mayfield going to go? Uh, Carolina. Just talking to Bond about this. Kimberly Martin, NFL Network reporting. Carolina still hot on Baker Mayfield's trail. I, I think that's accurate. But You do? I do. I do think Kimberly is on top of it. I do think that. But here's what I know more than that is that unless Cleveland's willing to pay the freight, Carolina can't afford it. They don't have the cap. They don't have the cap room to afford it. So what is Haslam willing to pay? Well, they're saying they're not willing to pay anything. No, they're going to pay. Oh, they're going to have to pay. <laughs> oh, they're going to. It's not like you going to see Buble where everything's comped. No, it this, wasn't comped. That was not comped. <laughs> that was not. Let's get that on the record. I, 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 how, and you, how are you not getting taken care of? I was happy to pay for that. I had great seats. I'll Venmo you the money. That's I ridiculous. I had great seats. I, I had the time. I enjoyed it. We all, we both enjoyed it. It was great. That, uh, no, they're saying they're not. I can't. Um, they're then they're say, gonna have, then Cleveland's going to have a situation on their hands. They want to get through the draft before they deal with Baker. If they don't want to look. So now, okay, Atlanta's not in play for Baker, nor were they ever. The only team they have left for Baker is going to be Seattle because they didn't pick a quarterback. Seattle obviously told everybody the truth that they like Drew Locke, right? They had to, right? <laughs> well, Seattle said, we're going to establish the run, whether you like it or not, because yeah. he just took another running back after they've been drafting running backs uh, and mad rash. Okay. Back to Baker. So Baker, they're going to have to pay. You're right. They're going to have to pay. Gonna, some. I mean, in their cap situations, crazy in Cleveland, right? They got plenty of room. They can carry them. It's a guaranteed deal. But, but the problem is you can't have them on the team. Now Baker's once Baker hears that they're playing hardball then his agent's going to start getting a little bit like, look, fellas, this is not, not fair. So you, you know, what's your choices? You either pay, you're either going to pay 18 or pay 10. What do you want to do? You're paying some, you're either going to pay the whole thing because if you cut them, you're paying the whole thing. So you think Carolina and Seattle at this point are just waiting them out? I think everybody's going, why wouldn't you just wait them out? There, there's no, uh, look, it's not like there's music. The, the, the musical chairs of the quarterback position is simply this. Once you take one, there's no room for somebody else. Like New Orleans, that you could say they need a quarterback. No, they don't. They, they like Winston. They signed Dalton as a backup. Where are they putting Baker? You know, where are they going to put Baker? You got to bring. You got to bring Baker to Houston with Davis Mills, who you want to be your starter. Who they like. They love Davis Mills. Baker doesn't want to go somewhere to be his backup. Davis wants to go somewhere to say you have a chance to compete. You know, the irony here is Baker Mayfield has turned into an insurance policy. Yes, progressive. And all he does is insurance commercials. <laughs> but that is really where we sit right now. It, it, it also reminds us Baker Mayfield was the number one overall selection a few years back. Yeah, and that team and John Dorsey, who selected them, obviously, you know, Detroit does them. Everybody, yesterday they were talking, Detroit, they could be a quarterback <laughs> play here. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Jeff Siegel, Express Bet, Santa Anita today, race five. Jeff likes the five horse, fast buck, seven to two on the morning line. Also, race nine, Jeff Siegel has the one horse for giving spirit on top at five to one. You can bet these races and more using First Bet, the preferred sports betting app of v The Kentucky Derby, by the way, one week away. Sign up today for the First Bet app. If you use the promo code Vegas22 and bet at least $25 on the Derby, you're going to get $25 in free bets to use on the Preakness and $25 for the Belmont, go to vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses. Well, it's great to have Michael Lombardi in studio as we welcome you back, Kevin. We got Stephen Bond. We got the crew. We got Jick Jack Johnson coming up. We've got Thomas Gable coming up. Of course, we've got the semis set up. What do we have, Michael? Uh, two, four. Got eight teams remaining in the NBA as we. Yeah. And well, really, seven. I mean, is that necessary on a Saturday at 7.15 a.m. <laughs> to take shots at your boy, Joel? Hey, it sounds pretty intense, man. He's got an orbital fracture I and mean, a concussion. This could be, this could linger. I, think, I, I mean, somebody texted me yesterday. Basketball guy texted Will me. Hill? No, not Will Hill. This is a guy who actually works in the NBA. And I think I think Kyrie had it, and it, he missed two to three. He missed three to four weeks. He could be out for an extended period. Yeah, you're out for a while. Like you just can't put a face mask on that bad boy and say, go right. And the irony is he actually played great in game six up in Toronto. He did. And And he played, tried, tried his ass. I mean, he's, you know, he, he really has been amazing this year. He stepped up his intensity. Um, And for a guy that made it through the year without any injuries to have this happen to him in the most inopportune time, you kind of feel badly for him. I do. But but durability has been his issue. I mean, for some reason, he always seems to end up on the injury list. It does feel like, and we'll get to the basketball coming up in a little bit. It does feel like, you know, we talk about value all the time on the network. For you, when you're running a draft, you know, these these days are the money days. Right. This, like, this is, round one is fun because it's televised and you get your boy Mel Kuyper up there. Who the hell is Mel Kuyper? Who the hell is Mel Kuyper? You get, you get but this is, this is where you build a roster. These couple of days, this is where you really improve your team, especially your next year's team where you can get a fourth, you know, one year we drafted Trey flowers in the fourth. We draft Shaq Mason in the fourth, you get starters in the fourth, you really hit the bonanza. And then if you can get some role players and then some teams get fifth round, sixth round players that come in and play really well. So it really, this is the most important time to scout inside out, not outside in. You've got to know what you want. You got to find a player that fits. He may not be everything. If he was everything, he'd go in the first round. He can do two or three things really well, and you're going to highlight those two or three things really well. He might just cover kicks and punts. Good enough. Makes the team. We'll teach him what to go and moving forward and not have the expectation that you're going to hit a three-run homer here. You just got to hit a, got a lot of doubles here. This would be great. Let's back up for those just joining us here on the Lombardi line to Thursday. It, the dust starts to settle. I want The more I think of the Marquise Brown situation, I, I think it's just – Steve Kime has some explaining to do. What the hell? Why is he giving up that much for Marquise Brown? Who was the his more, competition? I, I, Who was I, his competition? Was it literally to placate Jamal? It was it to placate Murray? 
They, they didn't even tell. I mean, Hollywood said he didn't even talk to Murray until. Well, Hollywood was in the desert by the time the announcement was made. <laughs> he doesn't. Hollywood doesn't tell Lamar. Then he says, "Me and Lamar spoke." And then the the what is his name? DeCaster, the guy that runs the team. DeCosta. DeCosta. Pardon me. He says Hollywood asked for a trade. Hollywood said, "No, my best friend is Lamar. Wanted to stay with." It, it, the, the mixed messages coming out of both camps is wild. But I just again. Values the word. Where are they getting it with the cards? This is the hard part for me. Is like, okay, I get Hopkins is obviously going to be the the, the main guy. I thought AJ Brown didn't. AJ Green, excuse me, wasn't the same player last mm-hmm. year. Didn't have a lot of juice in his lower body. I mean, look at Isabel Isabella, the kid they drafted in nineteen, and was supposed to be what Hollywood is, right? The fast inside slot. That's yet to be. And then let me ask you this: like, why go for? Our, I mean, Rondell Moore's. I mean. How many small guys are you going to have? Isabella, Rondell Moore, Marquise Brown. Like, how many of those small guys are you going to have? You got to get a big receiver to throw the ball to them. Well, at least they have a big quarterback. Yeah, right. I mean, this to is make truly this is truly lollip. This is uh, uh, what is that lollip Munchkin Land here? I mean, seriously. <laughs> uh, the number one overall pick in Trayvon Walker. It's the the pick is now being picked apart, which happens, Michael. But one thing we do know is he he started inside defensively, but there were so many guys there in Georgia that they moved them outside. So this isn't an accomplished pass rusher. This is a guy that's a great run stopper. He's got a great build. Athletically, he's off the charts. But it's a green. It's a project coming in as an edge. No doubt. And he's going to take some time to develop his game. I mean, look, none of these guys are ready made. There was no clear cut winner in the draft. And they took a guy that had potential upside. That was great. And that's what I think they wanted to do. And so we'll see how this all plays out. You know, you could, you can't sit there and say Hutchinson's the best player. You had to take him. Some people think Thibodeau's the best player, you know? So I, I think this kind of goes around and around for it. Look, Georgia's defense was really good. And a lot of guys made a lot of plays as we're witnessing by how many guys were drafted off that defense. It's pretty clear. And Nicobe Dean, who slipped now. That, that had to be a medical. Well, I think. He, well, he had a severe pec injury, but he said he's ready to go. Right, like they right always now. say they always say that. They always say that. So they're gonna know. they're gonna mislead you a little the, bit. The, the the players have never thought they were unhealthy. You know, they, they they're always healthy. <laughs> even even while they head to surgery. Yeah, exactly. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah, no. It's like every player I've ever called. You know, he's always coming back from a workout. Call him at two in the morning. I just got done working out. I just got done working out. You know, I mean, I just got done working out. So, oh, I'm healthy. Yeah, I'm 100% healthy. You know, hey, Michael, we I had an opportunity to meet uh, the offensive coordinator of the Raiders yesterday. His name's Mick Lombardi, the son of. And first off, just a gentleman. So it was a pleasure to meet Mick. But secondly, he was talking to an athlete on the way out and a great kid. But what I realized when I walked up, seeing the interaction between coach and player is they're human beings. Yeah. We kind of treat them as like, you look at them, they look bigger than right. life. You just plug them in and it's going to work out the way that you projected it. But everybody has their, their idiosyncrasies is right. what I noticed when T was talking to him and super nice kid that he was talking to at a lineman. But you know what I'm saying? There's no like, there's a lot to work with. And these are big rosters. This is not the NBA where you got 15 guys, right? And you've got to find out what button to push. You know, when Lombardi was coaching the Packers, everybody thinks he treated them all the same. He, he was pushing different buttons on different players. That was the genius of him. He knew what player he could get after. He yeah. knew what player he couldn't. The same thing with Belichick. He knows who he can get after and who he can't, because if you go after a guy that can't handle it, you know, then you're just going to destroy him. And I, and I think that's part of it. You've got to be able to figure out the best way to reach the player. Plus these guys, they have off the field issues that may be affecting them. You know, they're not playing as well. We see it all the time. Like you watch a guy on tape and you say, wow, he's just not playing good. I can remember this with, with, uh, with Logan Mankins of the Patriots. I mean, one year he was playing left guard for them and I, and I would, and I was like, boy, he just, he looks like his career's over. But at the end of the year, he, he was playing with a torn ACL, <laughs> you know, like you don't even realize it, right? The kid was so tough. He's playing through the injury, you know, and, and certainly he's not going to play well. And I think we have to take a look at that or girlfriend issues or well, and like that, that just, matters it, too. I mean, it just really is fascinating to I mean, this they're is, not, they're not cards that you just put in there and plug and play and you get this number and the statistics, there's more to it and you've got to be able to handle it. And sometimes who they play next to, you know, like we talked about yesterday with Charles cross, you know, right? Who he plays next to. And Seattle's going to be really important. If he goes next to a guy who's going to be able to help him 
hey, you got 53. You know, make sure you protect the inside out. Just little things. A veteran guy that plays next to him will help his career. If he's in there with another young guy, it could be a disaster. And everybody's going to say it's a blown pick. Well, you don't really know the inner workings of it. You put a left guard next to him that's experienced. Like, if I'm John Schneider, I'm putting somebody right next to him at left guard, you know, and say, okay, we got to get this guy. We got to help him a little bit once he grows into the role. Like, and you see it all the time. I think that's the way you have to. There, once this draft is over, you have to have a plan for how these players are going to impact your team. I think basically what I'm trying to say is the conversation I saw with Mick humanized it for me. Whereas you look at Trayvon Walker, six foot five, 275 pounds, he's still a human being with feelings, emotions. These teams fall in love with certain guys' personalities. And that's a reason oftentimes a guy's going to, what well, think we consider about, to be a reach. Think about this everybody's evaluating. On the outside, the commentators are evaluating on the outside. They don't know the kid. Mm-hmm. The One of the hardest things to do in sports in evaluation is determine the character of the player. Yeah. They make these generalizations. You know, Jordan Davis, is he's a, he's a doll. He doesn't, he doesn't work hard. Do you really know that? Have you done – do you know the kid at all? Do you know what's going on in the kid's life? Do you know Sam Howe, what's going on in his life off the field? You know, you may not know. There's a ton of things that you don't know about the player. Right. Maybe why he had a bad senior year. Maybe there was something going on in his That's right. family life, you know. And so I think, it, you know, you can't really do that until you know. Like on tape, this is what the player looks like. All, there might be something affected. Because when you get a guy whose consistency is unpredict, is inconsistent, you know, like there's something going on here. Walsh used to say all the time, if we see a player do it once, we'll get him to do it again. Granted, okay, I get that. We like that. I believe in that. I believe in that theory. But sometimes you got to figure out why they're not doing it all the time. Who's this Bill Walsh guy you keep quoting? Yeah. What did he say about quarterbacks? Very few can coach him and even fewer can evaluate him. He's the best. That you're writing about him and gridiron genius to me is really kind of what stands out. I know people like the Davis stuff, but Walsh just There's more Davis stuff in this next book though. You'll see. Walsh is a fascinating human. It really is bright man as well. A.J. Brown to the Eagles. You mentioned Jordan Davis. We'll discuss that. We've got Jick Jack on the way. We've got a ton to do. It's the Lombardi line on a Saturday. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Big time dancing with the stars conversation going on during the break. We'll get to that in a second. Right now, it's time to tell you about uh, the spring special we're running this. I tell you about it all the time because it's 59 bucks and you get everything through July 31st. And when I say everything, I mean, Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball picks. So you don't want to do the capping. We'll do it for you. Jonathan Von Tobel, best bets throughout the NBA postseason. Andy McNeil, of course, Sunshine, Stanley Cup playoff picks. So we got everything for you. Plus, you know, NFL preseason coverage, golf, UFC, USFL. NASCAR, Kentucky Derby betting guide. I mean, it's all there. Point spread weekly every Wednesday. It's the kit and caboodle, as they say, and it's available right now for 59 bucks. VSIN.com slash spring. That's VSIN.com slash spring. We understand that the draft is a production as we welcome you back here on the yeah. Lombardi line. He's Michael Lombardi, of course. Millie just texts me the info. I got it. Okay, good. So a lot of names were thrown out during the break, but one thing we do know when the NFL came to Vegas, they had a concerted idea that they were going to try to make it big, the pomp and circumstance with people delivering the picks. Yeah. It's gotten out of hand, bro. It's wow. gotten completely. That one woman had to come up and tell who is the dude. Ed that Marinara. Just, Ed Marinara. Ed was, Marinara? It, it, is he was, on the Sopranos? No, no. He was on, I think Hill street blues. I think at one time he was a player out of Cornell. He was? Okay. He was a player out of Cornell, got drafted by the Vikings. He, I mean, he kind of thought this, that, that, that people were watching to see his life yes, story. Yes, they, they, you know, they very much. Ed, Ed, this isn't about you. It's about the kid that the Vikings picked, okay? Like, let's get on with it. You know, and he was telling shtick. But last night last night at the concert, it was uh, Derek Huff and... Oh, Julianne's brother. And Hallie were there. Who's who's Hallie? Hallie. Hallie, Hallie. Berry. No, not Hallie. Okay, well, I'd like... It was a dancer. It was, a da- it was his girlfriend who's the other dancer, I think. I don't know. I'm getting this in from... But they were there, and I think, weren't they at the at the thing, Steven? So Derek Huff was delivering picks, and then he went to hang out with Millie and Michael at the Buble yeah. concert? No, he wasn't hanging with us, Luminaries. He yes, he was that there. That's what we call that. Hanging with luminaries, the Huffs were. Yeah. Not, not the Lombardis. Now, it, it's just, I understand what they're trying to accomplish. And what is it? Did they set up like an airport hangar, which is essentially where we've had this draft here in Vegas? Because it 
it didn't come across. I don't know if remember Nashville. Yeah. Nashville felt like it was big. It was, uh, there was people, it was electric. I don't know if I got that same vibe from the Vegas draft, you know, cause I think it was so it's hard to get to. It was kind of a hard, yes. but Nashville, you can get, you know, cause it, Nashville, it's all one street. It's all one there. You know, this is such a big town. It's hard too, but you could feel the vibe in the town though. I yeah. mean, I'm telling you like at the yesterday at the, at the circa, the, the stadium swim, you could feel there was an NFL presence going on. Okay. But I do have a question for you. There yeah. were eight teams in the first round that didn't have a pick. Yeah. How come those teams fans were there dressed up cheering? Cause I think this is part of the, this is, I mean, look, <laughs> do we pay these people. Who you, are these people? You can't explain the draft. <laughs> no one can explain the popularity of the draft. I mean, if you could figure it out and bottle it, there's no other draft. In it's any, unbelievable. The NBA can't even come close to this. Of course, the NBA, they put on different hats. They don't know who a team is. They don't haven't figured that out yet. Like maybe you might want to be able to tell the fans who's really going to what team, you know, well, like, they you might the, want to change that rule in the collective bargaining agreement, the, the NBA. Yeah. yeah. When they're, he's wearing a box hat, but he's actually, but he's really going to, you know, he's going to San Antonio, you know, like I'm confused what happened here. You know, like maybe they might want to do that, you know? It just reminded me when I was watching all the fans at the draft. Like, have you ever been to Times Square for New Year's? No. Oh, don't. I would because never. Because you do won't it. be able to use the restroom. There are no restrooms. You stand there. Uh, you can't get a cocktail. You just stand there and wait for the ball to drop, and people are frustrated. I, I'm looking at these fans. I'm like, did you get paid to come, or are you just really ride or die? I think they just want to. I mean, look, they're called fans because they're fanatics. It's great. They are, and they love their team. And look, I mean, now we have. Think about this. May 12th, we're going to have the schedule show. Like it used to be, they just gave you your schedule. Nobody really cared. They put the paper the next morning. Now we have a schedule show. We all, you know, and now we're going to find out and a little bit will trickle out here and there and we'll see what's going on. It is Look, the, NFL's the NFL world and we're living in exactly. it. Exactly. It's so popular. And, and when they take over Christmas, I mean, they'll annex Christmas in no problem at all. It'll be no, I mean, the NBA will be playing Christmas Eve. Now they just petted the NBA on the head and said, you, you enjoy Christmas day. Well, <laughs> here's three games. <laughs> Boom. You'll never get watched yeah. again. And here's, and here's our ratings for those numbers <laughs> and watch what we charge those advertisers for that game. <laughs> it's just, I'll get into the particulars, but just the pomp and circumstance around it is, is wild. Michael and I on, I believe it was Thursday. We talked about the draft the origins in what 36 and a Ritz Carlton in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, trying to even out the playing field. Yep. And now here we are in 2022 with a dude doing shtick and, and Derek Hoff handing out picks. It, it's unbelievable. And and so they put Sebastian Maniscalco up there and the poor guy that was just standing there. The most talented guy in the room didn't yeah, do anything. He didn't even get a chance to say anything. It was the Bears pick. I mean, he could have made two or three jokes to the Bears. I mean, you know, he could have seen it. So. I mean, it's a strange look. I don't, I can't, ex I'm a draft Nick. I love it. I love the draft. I love, I love read about, I love the players. I love all that, but I can't explain why it's such a phenomenon. There's a, but I do think that the personal stories, I know ESPN gets kind of clubbed a little bit for take, making them syrupy, but I do think I always get it. I know this is weird, but I get emotional when the kids get drafted because you're watching somebody achieve and realize right, their that's, aspirations. That's what made the Ed Marinara thing so horrible is because <laughs> he's up there doing <laughs> shtick. He's talking about his career. And this poor kid's waiting to hear his name. <laughs> you know, he's waiting to hear his name. It's Marinara his, is such a clown. It's uh, his uh, moment. Like, it's his moment. It's not yours, Ed. It's his <laughs> moment. Like, get that right, you know? Go get some gobble. I mean, he's going to be – I mean, poor Ed, and Ed's going to ruin it for every other uh, – presenter. He just, that's why I tweeted out. I mean, he's ruined it for everybody. You nailed it. Marinara thought, and I know we're getting the name wrong, but it's more fun at this point. Marinara thought the draft was about him and people, and people flew in to see old Marinara. Exactly. It, you know, yeah. and he, he was so proud to say he bought a purple coat. Look, I mean, who cares? <laughs> okay, Barney, take it easy, Marinara. Um, the Eagles. It's, yeah. it's interesting because they got the guy you loved at 13 and his draft position was 14 and a half. So if you had under you cash on Jordan Davis, but also I just curious what you thought about as the dust has settled on the AJ Brown trade, they get a known commodity, mm -hmm. but they certainly paid for him. Certainly did four years, a hundred million dollars. Right. They so, sure did. so it, they get a good player. I mean, they look, get a good player, a good dude. I, I I'm anxious to see how this is all going to tie together with a quarterback. Who's not really an accurate thrower who doesn't throw the ball with great rhythm, right? He doesn't throw the ball in rhythm. I mean, Jordan, Jalen hurts is a guy that has to throw the ball and see a guy open. He's not, he's not an anticipatory thrower. He doesn't throw it off this fifth step. He has no real rhythm to his passing game. 
You know, and so this kid Brown is needs guys that will throw him the ball. You know, he's not, you know, where the best throws Hertz makes is when he throws it down the field, right. a nine route or something on a, this. He needs it on the go. Brown catches his ball with the feet, with his feet, meaning that he runs to the ball, catches it, and then he runs after the catch. That's catching it with your feet. And when you catch it with your feet, you're in motion to continue to use your power in your lower body to break tackles and get yards after the catch. It's what Tyreek Hill does. Tyreek Hill, you can't. He catches every ball with his feet because he's so fast. He's so fast. I can remember a play against Baltimore in Kansas City in regular season that it was third and 17, and Mahomes threw it up there, and he tracked it down like the greatest Golden Glove center fielder I've ever seen. But Brown is is not that fast, so the ball's got to be put in the right spot. It's going to be interesting how these two work together. With Devontae Adams on the other side, he'll be the clear-out guy. How – Brown handles those other routes. The inside routes is really what's going to be interesting. Are they going to get away? Remember last year, they didn't throw the ball very much, Patrick. They were a run team. Well, they got exposed against the Bucks and Todd Bowles in the postseason when they had to throw it, and Jalen Hurts couldn't get couldn't anything going. It. Right, couldn't get it. And that's going. what happens in the postseason. It, it was like the <laughs> NBA. You, you can play you can play transition in the NBA, but once you get into the playoffs, you got to play half court. In the NFL, you're, they're going to take away what you do well. So I, I think this is an interesting move. Look, I I love the Eagles' first pick. I think getting Dean in the third, if he's healthy, that's a great pick mm-hmm. for them. So, you know, it's particularly for a team that doesn't like to draft. They had the worst linebacking group of all time last year. They really were not great tacklers. They didn't cover a lot of space. So this is going to help them tremendously. So we'll see. But, I, I, I mean, I like that they picked the, the defense. I think it all comes back to they're not sure on the quarterback. I was going to say, do you think the Eagles feel as though they have their quarterback in no. the future? No. I so think, it's the process. Again, I think they're going through it. I think they're going through it. I think they know they have two number ones next year. It's a better quarterback class next year. I think they're, But they're building their team – as if they have one, which is what they should do. So you do appreciate the way they're approaching it. It's the only way to approach it. That, like, they're not no, getting desperate. They're not there's reaching. There's no sense in getting desperate. They're really not. I mean, like, like right now, well, Al Davis used to say this all the time. So say you have a player that's a 58 grade, right? He never wanted to take a player that was a 59 and replace the 58. He didn't want to get a little better. He wanted to get a lot better. Okay. And so what the Eagles are doing is there's a lot of guys that are better than Hurts, just a little bit, though. Is Mayfield better than Hurts? You might make that case he is, right? But he's only going to be a little bit better. It's not going to be significantly better. So the Eagles are sitting there with their 58 quarterback, and until they get a 68 quarterback, they're not going to make a move. So they're going to be patient, which is what they should do. Right. I kind of like what they're doing. I, I I agree with you. And I well, we both love Jordan Davis. You got me into Jordan Davis, and the more I watched him, um, by the way, uh, I was obsessed with them. Uh, pick and it. look, I don't think anybody. I know we got to go to break here, and we got Chick Jack coming up. So hopefully, he had breakfast oh before we got him. But uh, you know, I mean, look, nobody. I don't think anybody in the East has really separated them. I mean, Dallas was great last year. Can they come back and do it again next year? I mean, I think the Eagles. It's going to be interesting with Vinny post that number as with their over total is next year. Chick Jack already getting a meal in minus five hundred. Yeah, no doubt. We'll head I out go to minus the Bo next. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks, sign up today. Win 200 bucks. All you have to do is place a $10 money line wager on an NBA playoff game. If anybody hits a three-pointer, it's going to happen. You're a new better. You're going to win 200 bucks. you got to use the code 200. It's actually code, C-O-D-E, 200 when you register. Again, go to betmgm.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER, and you have to be 21 years of age or older. Lombardi line here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. Thrilled to have the big guy in studio here today and tomorrow as his journey. He and Millie having fun here in Vegas. We head out to the bayou, and I believe we're literally going to be in the bayou as we say hi to the gentleman that runs the sports book there at Don Biloxi, Mississippi, Carl Johnson, Beau Ravage. I can't stop laughing because Michael's observant and he mentioned you have your name tag on Carl when you own the joint everybody knows your name you don't have to have your name tag on yeah well I mean look uh, in these places if you don't have it on whether they recognize you or not they want to know hey who are you and where are you going so you got to have it look Sinatra never wore a name tag I mean you don't need a name tag are you alligator hunting this morning Carl <laughs> I mean it I, like I you're... wish I was I mean I wish I was and by the way you look dapper today I mean I love it uh I mean, you look fantastic on set over there. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, it's been getting a little vitamin D. We actually have sun here in Las Vegas. It's something at Jersey we've had we haven't seen in a while. We've been in that sub sub degree weather, but it's good to it's good to have you. I mean, I I think to me the name tag is unnecessary. You're overkilling it because they know Sinatra when he walks around. They They, know who he is. They they do. Ah, yeah, you're right. Let me take this damn thing off. Take it off. There you go, Carl Johnson. Damn right. If they if you don't know me now, you don't belong to. You don't need to work here. Biloxi, Mississippi. (laughs) Bo Ravage. He runs it, and he's got the name tag to prove it. Now. The draft. How'd you turn out there? We were talking about, you know, some books treat the draft differently. How'd it go down at the Beau Ravage, Carl? Yeah, you know, so, I mean, look, we, we kind of treat the draft. I mean, we, what we're trying to do is we're trying just to, to avoid from getting crushed. Um, you know, we, we try to treat it, uh, if you will, like uh, chips and salsa. Uh, you know, <laughs> when you go into a restaurant, you know, it, uh, we, we offer it, you know, it's, uh, you know, and it, what it'll lead into is uh, getting action on some of the other stuff that we're uh, offering. So uh, that's, uh, you know, that's pretty much how we look at it. And we was able to avoid getting crushed. Carl, let me ask one question. When you go to yeah. a, when you go to a Mexican restaurant, they bring out <laughs> chips and salsa. Are you on the second basket before they bring out your meal? Lock. Absolutely. Yeah, I, they, I, I was going to make sure I knew that. Yeah, I thought I thought I I was playing uh, I was playing to tell I was I was Perry Mason there. I knew the answer before I asked the question. How about I a just food, wanted to a get food analogy from Carl didn't surprise, but it was no. brilliant with the chips and it salsa. Was, I, I got to admit, it was. Hey, you know, he's going for Mexican tonight. You know that. <laughs> well, I don't even have to ask him. It's going to be a chimichanga in the Johnson no house. No doubt. Uh, so. Hey, Carl, I'm with you too. Now, if they bring out, I'm, I'm on the second basket before the the burrito or the enchiladas come. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging you. No doubt. I'm even worse than an Italian restaurant. You know, I'm after the bread. You know, I didn't filled up on bread before they bring. <laughs> oh, the there's main no court. doubt. Yeah, especially if you get you haven't even had good bread. You're down there in the south. You got to come up here. You got to come to the east to get good bread. Yeah, <laughs> you, gotta, you guys, you guys have been. You know, in Russia, one of the things they do to welcome friendships is they put bread and salt on the table. That's where you got to come up to New Jersey and get bread and olive oil. Then you're really going good. 
Well, I do have an Italian mama now. I, I've, I've had. Yeah, but the water, you got, got bad water down there. You don't have the right water. I can tell you that right <laughs> yeah. now. You don't have the right water. I mean, you got alligators yeah. swimming in your water. We, we don't have that. <laughs> yeah, they got great yeast up yeah. in Ocean City, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you mentioned bringing them in with the draft, and that would lead to betting on the NBA postseason. How's the postseason been going for you there at the Beau Rivage, Carl? Yeah, so good. You know, um, uh, we're in uh, we're in good shape. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're you know with Embiid out now, that changes things a little bit. Uh, you know, we our best case scenario was for Philadelphia to win it all. That's obviously I don't think going to happen. I mean that that uh, that series price went from one eight minus one eighty to minus four fifty. Wow. Uh, so uh, wow. I think they'll be uh, done at the end of the day. But uh, uh, you know we. Uh, yeah, we're we're uh, chugging along, and uh, you know if we can get some good games out of this, we'll be okay. Carl, what was your what? Did you have a lot of action when it was set at four, and then did it, you go to eight like everybody else is now? Once the Embiid news broke, yeah, we're actually at eight and a half and two oh eight and a half. So yeah, we were at four, four and a half, uh, and then uh, when that new news broke, yeah, it just went. Uh, were you getting much high. play on the four and a half four? Were you getting much play on that? Uh, no, actually, we didn't get uh, we didn't get hit a whole lot, you know, just because, uh, you know, they just, you know, every, I think everybody was confident that he was going to play. I think the yeah. news that him being out, uh, you know, was is pretty uh, shocking, really. I think it is, too, Carl. I mean, Patrick, I didn't, you know, I watched the game. I was doing the draft, but I was still watching. I didn't see it as, oh, my gosh, you know, he's on the ground so much as a player. You're used to seeing him. But and, and he, he is theatrical when he does get hurt. So you kind of were like, I don't want to be judgmental here, but you kind of felt like he was, it was. He was one, just doing what he does. He does, was doing what he did. I didn't even think twice of it. And then I, when I when I got the text from Will Hill saying he's out, I'm like, what? Well, wait, a, what? What did he do? What happened? So yeah. I could see that. The, yeah. The, hey, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Carl. Oh, look. Uh, before we, uh, I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to ask uh, about the draft. I wanted to ask. Actually, I want to get Michael and your opinion on on something that I, that I noticed in the draft. So, um, you know, um, with, you see how Burroughs and Chase dramatically changed Cincinnati last year. And the, the question that I have is, uh, if you notice these wide receivers and quarterbacks that are back together this year, uh, Derek Carr with Devontae Adams, they were at Fresno State. Jalen Hurts with Devontae Smith, they were at Bama. Tua with Jalen Waddle, they were at Bama, and now Kyler Murray with Marquise Brown at Oklahoma. And I guess my question is to Michael and you, Patrick, is do you do you think that these teams uh, seen what uh, the dramatic effect that a quarterback and a receiver that's worked together for three or four years can have on a team? Do you think this is like a Burrow syndrome going on? You know, I think in the, the Raider case, I think certainly they wanted to upgrade their they, – they needed to move Renfro to inside slot, which is what he what he needs to play. He's not – you know, he's been their best receiver. And then now that you have Renfro and and Waller inside, with because Adams is on the outside, it really makes them a dangerous team. They need to get another running back. But I think it's all situational-based. Do I think Hollywood Brown's going to impact the Cardinal offense? Patrick and I have been talking about it. I don't – and Pat, we – we both agree, Carl, that it's not going to have that kind of impact. The chase impact is. Yes, that's legit, though, right? With yeah. Drafting him that early, taking him over Sewell. It, it, it does seem like there's a copycat effect this year. There's no doubt. There's always a copycat effect. And I, and I think, but look, they have Higgins on the other side. Yep. And then they have Tyler Boyd inside. And they had CJ as the tight end. I mean, they had really good. And then Mix in the back. You know, that their skill was really good. And if you just have one skill player. But I, I think this is going to – to me, the case study, Carl, is going to be down in Miami because I think Tyreek Hill's a really good yards after the catch receiver. Mm -hmm. I think he can catch it short or long. It doesn't matter. It's how he's going to impact Tua, to me, is going to be worth really watching. And it's a great connection from Carl. And Michael was discussing, you know, this is the chase effect because that pick in the, in the moment was kind of clubbed because, remember, they needed to protect Burrow. Burrow got hit. He got injured his rookie season. So you assume they were going to take Sewell out of Oregon. They take the wide receiver, end up in the Super Bowl. You see a rash of wide receivers going, Carl. I think that's, I mean, this is the first time we had four, what, four wide, rece wide receivers taken in the top 20, Michael? No, no doubt. I mean, and it's just going to keep going. And I mean, because Marcel's used to say this all the time, we can only draft what the colleges bring us. And they're bringing a lot more skill. They're bring, because there's so many four receiver sets, three receiver yeah. sets. There's so many kids that are practicing catching the ball at an early age. 
you know, back in the 70s, they were all running the wishbone. Yeah. Now they're all running the, the spread offense, and they do it from the time they're in Pop Warner. So we're seeing yeah. more advancement of the receiver position by far. Yeah. Six in yeah. the top 20. I said four. I apologize. Six in the top 20. And we were running the wing T in high school. Uh, Carl, John <laughs> Carl Johnson, I don't know if we've ever asked you, who is your NFL team? Uh, my NFL team growing up was the uh, Rams. Uh, back, and that was back when Roman Gabriel was the quarterback. And that that's how old I am. Uh, you know, it was something about the helmet. Uh, and I grew up, you know, as a kid, as a Rams fan. Uh, and then my dad brought me to a Saints-Buffalo game in 1973 in old Tulane Stadium. Uh, you know, and that stadium at the time was, uh, had, it had wooden seats. And I'll never forget, I got a, I got a darn splinter in my hand. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah. That's classic. That's the best. That old Tulane Stadium is where Al Davis signed Lance Allworth on the field. And you can hear about after Lance the Allworth in your next book. Yeah, way. after the Sugar Bowl. He went right down on the field with Red Hickey up in the stands for the 49ers who drafted him too, was waiting on him, and, and Al went down there on the field with contract in hand and signed him right there at Tulane Stadium after Mississippi play, Ole Miss played Arkansas. Turned into a pretty wow. good player. Great what is player. on the menu, Carl Johnson, today? Uh, you know, it's so it's Lisa's birthday. She's in Baton Rouge, and I'm going uh, to ball some crawfish tonight, believe it or not. So wow. uh, that's... That's kind of why I got the swamp picture. Good we love you. it. Good for you, you, Carl. You're the best, Carl. Stop go get by. some chips. Go get some chips and salsa. <laughs> a couple baskets. <laughs> yeah. Stop by the Beau Rivage and get a selfie with the man, Carl Johnson. Thank you, Thanks, Carl. Carl. Appreciate you. Good seeing you guys. Have a good day. Has Michael Lombardi ever boiled crawfish? We'll find out next. Never. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.